Hello and welcome to the News Roundup. I'm Johnny Burke. And I'm Paula Fomes. Coming up on this week's programme, news from the court, Texalasia receives his British Empire medal and the Watch Group's new project. The Royal Falkland Islands Police have begun an investigation to establish whether or not there is a burial site in camp. After new information came to light earlier in the year, the police have spoken to many veterans of the 1982 conflict who recalled some Argentine military personnel being buried at Teal Inlet. The police will continue to determine whether the reports they have received are correct and will work with Argentine officials and the International Committee of the Red Cross to determine the next steps. If anyone does have information to share with the police on this matter, they can contact the police in confidence on 28111 or email opquartz at police.gov.fk. In the summary court last week, Ms Sibongal Maparanga pleaded not guilty to one charge of fraud by abuse of position. The case will go to the summary court on the 23rd of June. Ms Maparanga was released on conditional bail. Emma Jaffrey was sentenced in the summary court last Thursday after pleading guilty to two charges of theft. Miss Alison Ingalls, acting on behalf of Miss Jaffrey, said that her client accepts she should not have removed the items and that she pleaded guilty at the first opportunity. Miss Ingalls went on to say, I would suggest this is a sign of her immaturity. Miss Jaffrey was given a six-month community order with supervision requirements, as well as 50 hours of unpaid work. She was also ordered to pay £150 costs. Here's Catherine with news from the Supreme Court this week. Raj Thapper appeared before acting judge Mrs Sarah Whitby to be sentenced after a four-day trial found him guilty last month. The court heard how on the 14th of December last year, he sexually assaulted his victim while she slept. Prosecuting Mr Stuart Walker described the incident to the court and read out a victim impact statement where the victim had explained that she was not the same person she was before the incident and that she now suffers from mental health issues, adding that something very personal was taken away from her. Defence lawyer Mr Damien Sabino appeared by video link and said that Mr Thapper maintained his innocence in this case and was of previous good character, adding that he supported his wife and young child in Nepal who are now suffering as a result of him losing his income. Acting judge Mrs Sarah Whitby said that Mr Thapper abused the trust his victim had in him and caused serious harm to her. Mrs Whitby said that the aggravating and mitigating factors in this case cancelled each other out. Mr Thapper was sentenced to two years in custody and was also given a 10-year notification order. On Wednesday the 5th of May, three proposals were brought forward to the Planning and Building Committee. The proposal to erect a garage for personal use with two bedroom flats at 3 Diamond Jubilee Road was recommended for refusal by the Planning Department. Reasons included the proposal being harmful to amenity of neighbours and a potential poor appearance, which would result in a cramped environment. The committee unanimously rejected the proposal. The application for the creation of an outdoor adventure centre on government community land south of Haskard Rise was recommended for approval despite four letters of objection. Concerns were addressed, including the woodland area on the site, as well as future public access. The committee unanimously passed the approval. MLA Mark Pollard told us more. Now, in reality, in the in the plan, it's um, it's down as um, as community space, so so people can use it for um, you know apply for land, buy it, and uh, and develop it with a community sort of edge to it. And and I was certainly concerned about the um, the future of public access and uh, and and the right to be able to uh, to use the site as a uh, 
as a child I spent many days uh, climbing those trees and falling out of them and uh, I quite like to protect that for, uh, for, for the future generations as well. So I think there's a, a bit of a discussion about how, how that sort of um, access is protected and, uh, and, uh, and you know, how we work that out. But, um, but I, you know, I really welcome the proposal. I think it should be uh, fantastic. The application now moves to the closed section of the Lands Committee. Members of the Historic Building Committee met to discuss progress on Keppel Island with an inspection visit yet to take place. It is hoped that a visit to Keppel Island would allow the committee to identify the current state of the listed buildings and whether there is any work necessary needed for preservation of these historic buildings on the island. Also in the committee meeting, a review of heritage matters was discussed and the potential of listing buildings. We spoke to Heritage Conservation Officer at the National Trust, Emma Goss, about what the future plans were. We want to review the current designated buildings, naturally. Um, we do want to consider the conservation area and make them more poignant to where they are instead of having such a dilute conservation area that it doesn't actually mean anything anymore. Um, and then we want to hopefully get FIG and the National Trust working more closely, like closely together um, with the historic environment record and creating proper channels with that too. A survey to establish the demands on the internet is now running and is available to download on the communications regulator's website or as a document from the post office. The survey data will then be used in a government review of the satellite provision due to begin later in the year. Residents and companies are encouraged to take part in the survey, which will contribute to calculating the international connectivity demands and provide a clearer picture of what a typical household requires. The survey will run until Monday the 31st of May. The new Chief Executive Officer of the Falkland Islands Government, Mr Andy Keeling, has taken up his position. Mr Keeling was interviewed by Richard Cockwell for Talking Point and that programme will be aired on FITV next week. Hillside Camp was officially handed over to the care of the Falkland Islands Government last weekend. In the short ceremony, the British forces in the South Atlantic flag was lowered and replaced by the Falkland Islands flag. We spoke to MLA Leona Roberts and also the commander of the British forces in the South Atlantic, Commodore Jonathan Letts, about the handover. So this is the, the day that um, Biffside will officially hand over the hillside site to the Falkland Islands government. And it is important. I mean, you know, this has been, um, you know, the, the site of all sorts of activity um, for, well, what, three decades now. Um, and, and so it's kind of signalling the end of a, a permanent military base in Stanley, if you like. So it is significant. It's a little bit sad in a way. But the reality is, of course, you know, MPA is just down the road feels closer all the time, doesn't it, with the, the progress that's going on on tarmacking, the military presence and the, that relationship is as strong as ever. Um, so it's it's a special day with a little bit of sort of bittersweetness in it, I think. Well, you know, it's it's much easier to get into town than it was back in, in the 90s when this was built. The, the road is such a great conduit between the two centres of, of population now in the community. So actually travel's much easier. The other, the other key thing that's changed is the Falklands are mine free so we don't need that permanent uh, explosive ordnance disposal presence in in stanley um, we've got a small team still located at, at mount pleasant complex but we, we don't have the need for the site that we did have it's a great game no you can't keep it <laughs> 
The new road linking Sapper Hill to Ross Road officially opened on Tuesday afternoon. The road from Diamond Jubilee Road leads down the hill to a junction on Ross Road West. The new road has been named Prince Philip Street in honour of the Duke of Edinburgh, who died last month. Falklands Conservation Watch Group have started a new campaign to encourage cleaner toilet habits. When non-flushable items get flushed, it causes blockages in the sewage system, which then affects the environment. Catherine went to speak to some of the children in the watch group to find out more. What is this campaign that you're doing with the watch group? It's to stop people from always putting toi- putting wipes inside the inside their toilet. And it's always blocking up the sewage, and so that means it's going into our harbour instead of somewhere else. The main message is you can. There's multiple things you can put in there, but there's but there's also multiple things you can't like. What we're urging to do is we're urging for people to actually use what we're doing. So use the three P's, which is which is paper, poo, and um and p. So those are the things you can flush down the toilet, aren't they? Yes, but things you can't like wipes, nappies, um, earbuds, things like that. So what do you hope people will start doing once they've seen your campaign? Um, hopefully stop putting down all of the wipes down the toilet and then um, we'll have a clean sea and there will not be all those problems in the drainage. Texalasia, who was conferred the British Empire Medal in the New Year's Honours List, received the medal at a special government house reception on Tuesday evening. I've been involved in cancer support since uh, 2015, working for them, fundraising, and I'm I'm a a trustee and chairman of it at the moment. I've also helped other charities, the Stephen Jaffrey Memorial Fund, and and just anything, really. If if I see a worthy cause, I, I go and help, as does everyone. Darwin's Botanicals Gin has won a gold medal at the 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. The competition was founded in 2000 and is the oldest and largest of its kind. Darwin's Botanicals Gin is distilled by Richard McKee and is available in shops locally. Some tougher matches in week two of the Darts League. It's no surprise that Otto's Outlaws are still at the top of the table after a mammoth 15-0 victory over the new team WTF. The first 180 of the season went to David Phillips of Tons of Bull, which then contributed to their victory 10-5 over the Bottlers, who have now slipped down to fifth place after riding high last week at number two. Darts of Hazard managed one leg in their match with Strugglers, who don't seem to be struggling at all, in third place on the table. If you'd like to watch FITV, you can watch online by going to our website, fitv.co.fk, and following the links and instructions. Or you can watch locally by contacting broadcaster KTV on 22349. That's it for this news roundup. Join us next week. Goodbye.